from the third dimension. This is 3D or 2D.com's Duh 3D Show. Put on your 3D glasses now. If you're wondering what the 3D stand for, they are discussion, debate, and the news. We hope that you enjoy Duh Show. Get it? Duh Show? Welcome to episode 77. I am Adolf Vega. With me is James Tate. Yes. And Jake Jarvis. Hello. And uh, we got a ton to talk about. We haven't had a real show since last year, so. Yeah, and uh, it's really built up, too. Yeah. You know. But, you know, sometimes it's good, too, just because any rumors that were around got confirmed and you know, just kind of good to have everything, get the bigger picture and stuff sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, James, what do you want to start off with? Okay, well, we got a ton of information. Um, I'm thinking, though, we should... Let's see. Um, well, I think we should kind of start off with some of the, the news that we got first since our last show. Um, and that's Star Trek Four has been officially canceled. Yes, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek Four, to be yes. exact. So the Kelvin verse is basically dead, basically, and the big reason why it was canceled ultimately is money. That's uh-huh. why they couldn't they couldn't secure uh, a basically raise for the actors. The, they you know they wanted a bigger deal and because the fact that beyond it did okay but it wasn't a, a it wasn't the success that the company was looking for and you know the 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 fact is of the matter is that uh, a success of a movie is really determined by the company not necessarily uh, how much money it makes. So, like, for example, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 grossed, like, $700 million, and it was still considered a, a financial failure by Sony. So, the the thing is that sometimes it really doesn't matter how much money a movie makes or how critically acclaimed it is if they think, oh, well, it's not going to do well, or I didn't do as well as we thought, then we're going to cancel a sequel. And it's, you know, a lot of it is the game of expectations. They were expecting Star Trek 3 Beyond to make, you know, a billion dollars or something. Just throw that out there as a number. And then you didn't get there. You didn't get halfway there. All right, it's a disappointment. Let's not do this. And then they they hired a new person for Star Trek um, to do it, and the the story behind Star Trek Four was something to do with going back in time and seeing Kirk's father, and um, mm. for me, I don't care, <laughs> don't care yeah, about Kirk's well, father. <laughs> well, he, here's another thing. Like, I I think that Star Trek's problem is that um, it is a lot more niche than Star Wars or Marvel. It's it's a much like there is a group of dedicated fans and you know a lot of dedic a lot of the the core star trek fan base isn't the biggest fan of jj J. abrams universe and so 
I mean, kind of without that, you're already setting yourself up for failure, you know? Jake, uh, we haven't heard anything from you. What are your thoughts on this? Well, uh, Paramount um, really crapped on on Star Trek fans when they um, when that one studio decided to kind of start their Hollywood careers by taking advantage of the whole fan film situation. So instead of uh, stomping them in the ground like they justly deserved, Paramount decided to punish everybody. And that really angered uh, Star Trek uh, fans. And I really think that pay- played a whole lot into uh, the, the box office of Beyond. Because I know a lot of fans who just washed their hands after they were told they couldn't make fan films over 15 minutes and stuff like that. They just said they were done. Yeah, and and when you really compare this to Star Wars and how they handle fan films, it's like it's ridiculous because you know, fan films, you know, should you should be able to make them. There's no reason why you can't. If you're not making money off them, I don't see why it's a problem. And there's something rotten at Paramount because uh, it's just been confirmed. I sent uh, it off the link. Uh, World War Z sequel has also been canned. Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, uh-huh, but I'm just bringing it up because it all ties in because it's Par- and it's same reason, money. Yeah, Paramount hurting. What did you guys think of Beyond? I actually really like it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh-huh. I liked it too. James? Uh, I think it's the best of the three. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the best. I, and I think that's because it's it's kind of its own thing. You know what I mean? Like, I think two is probably the worst because, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just a remake, basically. And a not, not an extraordinarily good one at that. Uh, so. It depended on a twist that everybody saw coming before. They stepped in the theater. Yeah, it's just not not very good. But, you know, it, it wasn't bad. Yeah. And the first one was just, just to establish the series again as a new way, you know, to a way to get it started again. So it wasn't like it's it was its own movie, but at the same time, it was just more of an establishing movie. So it really got the ball rolling on two. And then three was like, OK, we're going to have an original story here. We're not going to try to tie it in to anything else. We're just going to have fun. And that's why it succeeded, I think, because it was its own thing. You got to know the characters already. You already had the setup and you already got everything there. And it was a fun, you know, Star Trek-y kind of show. You know, yeah, it felt like a real Star Trek movie, finally. Not something kind of shoehorned, more action adventure and stuff that Star, uh, that Star Trek wasn't. It was like the first two, it seemed like they were more trying to make it something it wasn't. And the third one felt like the first real Trek movie of the series. And it connected well to Enterprise, which I really appreciate. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's sad. Uh, And it's kind of weird because during the same time right now, 
Star Trek on TV is getting a lot of attention. There's, you know, Star Trek shorts for Discovery. There's a second season has started for Discovery. They already have a spin-off show, Discovery, being planned. There's a more animated show of Star Trek. You know, there's a Picard TV show going on. You know, there's a lot of stuff happening on the TV side, and the movie side is just dead. It's so weird. Yeah, well... So let's get into World War Z. Um, so the first one had production problems, and it was delayed to hell, and eventually it came out. I liked it. I liked it. And then now, the same thing's happening to this movie, but it looks like it's going to be canceled for sure this time. Um, what do you think of the original World War Z? Uh, I liked it. It's, the thing is, it's it's not the book. I really wish they had filmed the book. Yeah. But they didn't. But it was a good zombie movie. They spent way too... Paramount spent way too much on it. Though. So, the production is just too much money, and that's why they're canceling this one, right? Yeah. Basically, yeah. Hmm. That's sad. Yes. I mean, at least finish it and release it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, but... How is the book different from the movie? Okay, the book is more of a told as this is history and it's a kind of a documentary. It's told like this is history of what happened. Hmm. And it goes into all detail of what happened to civilization and it's not just a story about the UN and one guy and his family. Yeah, the the movie is like set in the universe, set up in the book, but okay. it has nothing to do with the book. Okay, so there's some weird stuff happening with Paramount and CBS, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I yeah. think a lot a lot of that is is uh, the current CEO is just dumb. Yeah, like, yeah. He's yeah. really disconnected, and you know. Hey, Paramount may not even get bought out. They may just fold. The way things are going, they just may crash and burn. It's weird because it's also kind of like: is CBS buying out Paramount? Is CBS just taking it over? Is the assets getting over to you know because? There's always a problem with going back to Star Trek where like TV universe and the movie universe are always like separate entities, even though they weren't, you know, and they didn't really want to combine the things too much and have, you know, too many things pull over. So, you know, is just, you know, they're just getting everything they can and just moving on on TV and just letting the movie business die or what, you know? Yeah, well, Paramount's not doing too great on television because their network, uh, I mean, is stumbling out uh, with that disastrous, like, Heather's TV show. All right. So, Jake, uh, what do you want to talk about next? I guess we should talk about the the trailers. Start off with uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. 
that we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for, and now people have been waiting and waiting on us to talk about it. So this is kind of a weird thing because um, this trailer completely ignores everything that happened in Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. I understand they don't want to spoil Endgame, but <laughs> it's just kind of yeah. the obvious thing. You know, they don't mention a word about anything. It's just like, okay, is this, you know, it's supposed to take place after Endgame wraps up. So, okay, fine. Just ignore it. Move on. I guess that's the only way you could do it without spoiling one movie, you know? Yeah. And I'm guessing... uh the Ramones are kind of the official uh, uh, music for Spider-Man. <laughs> Even though uh, Spider-Man, Tom Holland wasn't alive when the Ramones were playing, but never mind. Uh, just an, just a, a grumpy old man here. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was real interesting they chose to use the song I Want to Be Sedated, but they really missed the opportunity when Nick Fury shoots Ned in the neck, it should have, I want to be sedated when Ned fell over. So we get Spider-Man and Tom Holland travel to Europe, and this is like the first time any Spider-Man movie has not been set in New York City. So it's kind of exciting there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of Spider-Man Euro trip. And, uh, you know, eventually he, there's, there's other monsters, elemental monsters that are shown, like a sand monster, a water monster. You know, we know in comics there's, you know, Hydra Man and, you know, Sandman. And um, there's like a lava monster. And then eventually you see Mysterio and he's like helping Spider-Man um, fight them. Um, but we're all not really sure what's going on. And Mysterio looks awesome in this. And there's some differences between the international and the American versions of this uh, trailer, which is really interesting because, like, in the international one, you get to see, like, the, you know, suits of Spider-Man in the suitcase, like, being in customs. And, like, in the American version, they don't even mention that. So that's, you know, pretty interesting. And um, obviously we get in here Nick Fury, which, again, another person that was, you know, part of the snap. He's just totally fine. Uh, James, what are you thinking of this trailer? Um, it looks interesting. It looks different than a lot of the other Spider-Man movies out there because, I mean, it's a difference in location. And I do like the way Mysterio looks, but I don't know. Um, Homecoming was all right. It was okay. It's an okay film. It's not... It's not like my favorite Spider-Man movie. Um, so this could be, you know, decent, probably, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I do wonder if those elemental monsters, villains, are they there because of the aftermath of the snap? Yes. Because that could be a really interesting thing that, yes, everything gets fixed, quote-unquote, after they fix things in uh, Endgame, but that means maybe monsters and, like, you know, other worldly things appear and, like, there's mutations and there's, you know, problems here and there that are caused by fixing the, you know, uh, Endgame stuff. So that might be a fun way to say, hey... 
yes, the universe is put back together, but it's partly askew, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to flashpoint it. Yeah, Flashpoint is a good, great example of that. You know, um, season two of Flash, the TV show, you know, he goes back in time and he changes the events that led to his mother's death and comes back and things are changed. And he tries to fix it multiple times and every time it's different and never the same. And eventually he talks to another Flash and he says, look, you can put the piece of the cup together again, but it's always going to be chipped. It's always going to have a crack and you can't fix it. So you just can't be changing time. So if there's a consequence to the snap, to undoing the snap, you know, that's a really big deal. That could be really interesting for more movies in the future where you could be like, yeah, you know, these demons came out of nowhere and that's why Ghost Riders run around, you know, or maybe fixing the snap caused the mutation which causes the X-Men or maybe fixing the snap causes the cosmic rays that make Fantastic Four. There's a lot of creative things there that could be a lot of fun that they could do to kind of go further into the MCU because it's been pretty grand grounded right now. But they could be, you know, as a good excuse to say, okay, now the cosmic rays hit and, you know, Fantastic Four, we're always in space. But now, you know, that's a way they could combine the Fox properties. What do you guys think of my ideas? Yeah. Possibly. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know. One thing I, I would have done, I thought was a really good idea um, that they kind of passed up on. I think that, like, one Spider-Man idea I had that was, would could be really cool is Spider-Man getting the black suit during Infinity War. And him having it for a couple, you know... For a couple movies, almost like two, two or three movies, until it's actually Venom. Now, there's rumors that there's a black suit in this movie that we haven't seen yet, but there's like, yeah. So maybe that will happen here. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, because in the comic book he got the black suit and had it for a really long time until you know Venom showed up. It wasn't. It wasn't like. He got the black suit, and the next day it became Venom, like in Spider-Man Three. That's not necessarily how it happened. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's just my idea. Yeah, but who knows with uh with Sony and their success with Venom, what's going to happen? So let's keep going here and talk about Avengers Four. We got a new promo, a thirty-second ad during the Super Bowl, and this ad doesn't give us anything. All right, Jake, can you um, tell me what happened? Yeah, basically, uh, you see uh, the Statue of Liberty, it looks like. You see you see shots in New York empty. So you're like going, you're thinking, okay, I think the snap might have taken out more than half of uh, the people. I mean, that was my first thought. Because you see Wrigley Field, oh, that was Chicago. But you just see emptiness. Uh, you see the Statue of Liberty with all these boats just docked around it. It's like people had uh, were either the boats washed up there, or people had were had moved in there. Uh, you see Captain America at a uh, at a vet meeting, 
and you see a sign. I mean, they're basically dealing with PTSD of uh, the post uh, of you know the snapshot, uh, and you and you see a rocket um, off a coast. Looks like a, I would say it was a Scandinavian country, uh, a coast. Some I would. I I think rockets going to check on uh, Thor actually is my guess or Valkyrie. Uh, yeah, because uh, it just it just looks like he's just walking in on somebody who's having a really bad day. Uh, it was a little shadowy, so you couldn't. He Rocket definitely had a new outfit on, but I couldn't get a good look at it. Uh, and then you saw. Uh, and you see Black Widow doing some target practice. So it's like, and then you see the some of the Avengers, and it looks like they did some more uh, removing people because they look like there was a gap in the line of people marching. I'm thinking they t- they took out Professor Hulk, who's rumored to be appearing due to the leaks of uh, of, of 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 merch. I think it's Captain Marvel. <laughs> it could be. But it also could be Professor Hulk. So we really don't get anything out of this trailer, but it's just really enticing. And like you see it just building up hype over Avengers Endgame. And, um, you know, it's two months away and, uh, you know, can't wait, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, just a little tease. I think the Russo brothers talked about the toys on Reddit, and they're like, yeah, those toys, um, they're not anything to do with the movie. The toy companies get, like, you know, some drawings we do, and they make what they want, and, um, yeah, I wouldn't trust those toys. They may have gotten, like, production stills from, like, a year ago. It's not really a representation of what's in the movie, which might be true, or he might be trying to people, you know, troll people and tell them the opposite that's true, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Russos are sneaky that way. Yeah. And um, so we get some more rumors talking about Endgame that it's apparently going to be three hours long, right, James? Yes. Yeah. They said that it's most likely going to be three hours in length. And they say that because apparently... Uh, that time has had positive screen testing. So, I mean, I don't know. It's It seems really long for a movie, um, because most movies are not that long. Um, but, I mean, I can kind of understand it because of just how much material they're going to need to cover. So, I don't know. I, I kind of see it both ways, you know. Well, three hours is kind of the max that most people will sit down for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it depends on the market. India movies are usually at least four hours. And in the, you know, U.S. market, they don't like to have it that long because they could only limit how many screenings they could have. Yeah. You know, that is a weird way, but it could limit the box office because you can only have, you know, five showings instead of seven showings in a day, you know, and that's 
kind of a weird way of looking at it, but you know, you have less possible showings. Um, Cause yeah, there's some towns like where I live, there's several markets. They can't run uh, during the school year. They can't run movies during school hours. Huh. That's weird. Oh, it's, it's, they're public nuisance laws. They say it encourages kids to skip school. That's why. And it's like little towns. Like, uh, Canby has, um, uh, Independence used to, but they don't anymore, which is great for me. So if I want to go catch a noon screening during a weekday of something, I can. So it's awesome. Uh, Salem and Portland don't. But a lot of the little towns around uh, me have these little nuisance laws. Um, And also, three hours is also, I think, plenty of time because you have to explain what happened after the snap. You know, they're not going to do that on any TV show, which is a damn shame. <laughs> you know, that would be prime material for a TV show to cover, you know, an entire season or half the season to be covered in the snap. You know, I'm looking at you, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you could do this or even, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, something, something. It would be such a great opportunity. You know, the Runaways, they could be. They could survive somehow, and then they're running away, and they're not not sure what's happening. You know, there's so many opportunities for great Marvel TV that could happen because of the snap that they're not going to do just because they can't get their act together. So they have to show that on screen. They have to show the consequences of the snap, and they have to show what the plan is and make it have sense, and then have some kind of battle or something to fix it and show what happens after it's fixed, you know? If there is something askew or different because of that, you know, there's been a teasing on um, Ryan Reynolds Twitter that he he posted a picture of Deadpool in that toy outfit that Jake was talking about. And yeah. he was like, oh, yeah, you know, here's a still for men game. Maybe question mark, question mark. <laughs> and they're like, wait, no, is he trolling or is he actually legitimate? Because the newest rumor is that like. They are trying to go back in time, but they also go back in different realities with the reality stone and that they could jump into the X-Men reality, you know, or they could jump into another reality that we haven't seen or anything like that where, I don't know, there's just infinite possibilities there of what you could do with, you know, jumping in time and jumping into different realities of Marvel, you know. And then there's a lot of rumors of like, it's going to go out there. Like they're gonna totally go into the immortals and not the immortal, um, not the um, it's it just like the, those weird outside space creatures and things that are like really out there, you know, cinematically. That they're gonna explain them in this movie and they're gonna come back and help save the day. You know, you know what I'm talking about, James? Those like really out there creatures. Yeah, like some of the kind of weirder lore. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not personally against that. So, so let's keep talking here. There's been rumors here about a Black Widow movie coming that is a going to be rated R or a rated R MCU movie of some sorts. One, do you think Black Widow should be rated R? Two, if not Black Widow, then what? Um, I think, I think it's possible. The only thing is, is that I hope. 
it has Black Widow and Hawkeye. That's the only thing that I kind of want for it. Because they... I mean, they, they both... Okay, I, I'm going to say this. I'm, I don't want a Black Widow and a Hawkeye movie. I just want both of them in their own movie. You know what I mean? That's what mm-hmm. I want. I think yeah. that's what would work best. So, you know... I would be very surprised if it's actually rated R. Well, and then also, the thing is is that a Black Widow movie would probably be a lot like The Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. You know. Or be like um, Red Sparrow, (laughs) which Uh... is not an MCU movie, and is a movie that came out with Scarlet that was apparently really bad, but I haven't seen it. Oh, it's Jennifer Lawrence. It was kind of Jennifer Lawrence plays uh, Black Widow. Oh, God, it's bad. But um, I kind of think having an established character have, you know, that is well-known in many Avengers movies to be in an R-rated movie, I think that's kind of a stretch. I think we've seen them a lot, and I think that I don't need to see the need for a spy movie like that to be that way. But I do have a character that has been around for a while and I think would be awesome for a solo movie. And that is Nick Fury. And I think he could be a great R-rated movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, there is a bunch of possibilities for, like, what they could do. Um, You know, it's it's really just a matter of, okay, so how are they going to uh, do this? You know what I mean? It's It's more about the execution, whether, like, if they can actually do it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, why do you need an R-rated movie? Just because you want to have one, or is it for the story, you know? That's where the question... Yeah, that's... Because the thing is, is that... If just for that, I mean... I don't know. I mean, do we need to see her naked or something for some reason? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, you don't need to, but, (laughs) you know, is that needed for the story? Let's get that, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, So is F word needed for a story? Is extreme violence needed for a story? You know, obviously for Deadpool and Logan, yes, it was. And they took well advantage of it. And it made sense for both characters. Now. It's different because those movies are, you know, well-established characters and really well-liked and it made sense. But, like, I I don't know if, like, Logan or Deadpool even gotten, you know, full worldwide releases because the R rating. You know, I think China and, you know, other Japan may just not like the R rating, you know, graphic language and such, and they won't show them. So, you know, that's part of the reason why we got the... Deadpool, Once Upon a Deadpool end of last year, was that way they could have a theoretical 2 Deadpool 2 release because that's PG-13, you know. So I wouldn't think that Disney would want to limit on their uh, you know, their purpose of the, you know, movies how much box office they could make and limit where it would be, you know. Yeah. So I don't know about the R-rating. You know, if it is I think having a new character might be a good way of doing it so that way you don't get too upset if it's an established character already, you know? But who would be a good R-rated movie to be on 
I mean, obviously Punisher, but they're not going to... I don't see that happening from Netflix, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we're still currently on Punisher cancellation watch. Daredevil would be a good one, too, but I don't see that happening with whatever deals that they got finalized with Netflix. You know, those make sense. The TV shows are, are hell. I'll be willing to say Punisher is almost X-rated with the violence. <laughs> you know? So, those would make sense, but I don't know if that's going to happen, so we'll see. So, um, let's go to DC side of things. So, we got some confirmation here that Suicide Squad 2 was going to be written by and directed by James Gunn. And it's going to be kind of a soft reboot where they're going to have some of the characters return, but some of them won't return. But they're not going to, it's not like a full on reboot. What do you guys think of that? Um, well, James Gunn, I'm on board. Well, yeah. I mean, will James Gunn get to do a third one, though? Because he's cursed to never do a third movie in a trilogy. Hey, everybody at uh, Marvel's cursed. Nobody's. The Russos will be the first. No, wait a minute. No, not even them. That's right, because nobody's done a trilogy. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm totally fine with uh, this because James Gunn, I think he's a great director, and I think he could really make what failed in Suicide Squad to make it work. I like Suicide Squad. I'm one of the people that like it, but I do see a lot of flaws there. And having, um, you know, new characters is not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. The characters rotate in Suicide Squad. It's totally easy thing to do. You know, what characters stay are probably a better question. I think, you know, if different movies coming out with um, Harley Quinn, is she going to be part of that Suicide Squad? Or is she going to be busy with her movie or her okay, well, thing? Okay, here's here's the thing. Um you can't do a Suicide Squad movie without some characters. Like, Harley Quinn, uh, Deadshot. I mean, these people are like, without them, you really can't do one. So, I mean, they could probably mix it up a little bit, but they're still going to have those characters if it's going to be successful. Okay, those definitely those. I would say I would want to have Captain Cold in there since he's dead in the CW universe. I think that would be fantastic to have him in this movie universe. Um, yeah. Jake, what do you think of Captain Cold yeah. being in there? Oh, I would love it. I, I have all, he's always been one of my favorite Flash villains. For, and the rogues are, yeah, they, yeah, they could definitely do with some more Flash villains. And and heck, I wouldn't be surprised if they throw Jared Leto in there. I mean, they've paid him. They've got him on contract. Why not? Joker's popular. I'm sure James Gunn could come up with something interesting to do with him. Yeah. I would throw in Toy Man to Superman. I think he could be a fun <laughs> character, you know? Yeah. He could be like the yeah, hacker. And, yeah, and people wouldn't care if he got killed off. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, that's the thing about Suicide Squad that they really didn't kind of like bank on is the fact that all of them were disposable. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. They yeah. Could have Todd it's hard to have a movie with Margot Robbie and uh, Will Smith, and you're supposed to believe that they could die at any moment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah, right. Um, so what other characters would you want in here it's from DC that are kind of, you know... Remember, this is the only Oscar no- one movie, Kumon Book movie, <laughs> in recent history because it won by makeup for some reason. Okay, we could have uh, a Bronze Tiger. Okay. Think of some of the other villains that would be and What about a Man Shark? <laughs> Oh yeah, man! A gorilla god. I mean, yeah. they they've had them in you see what WB universe, but they're really expensive to do. So, you know, having one of them would be pretty cool. Oh, Clayface! Yeah, if you pick any of the four different Clayfaces, maybe Mad Hatter instead of Joker. You know. Yeah. So there's there's definitely possibilities here. They don't have to. You know, I don't care if they mix it up. I don't care if they recast some of them. You know, they could recast the guy that did a Captain Boomerang. Who cares, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or so, they could uh, take John Burns, uh, uh, Catwoman wannabe magpie. Perfect to kill off. Like I said, nobody would care. They'd probably cheer. <laughs> so, yeah, I- I'm totally fine with this sequel. And... You uh, said Zack Snyder is going to be helping with uh, producing as well. So, you know, if Gunn's directing and writing it and Snyder is going to be producing it, it's going to be one beautiful, funny movie. <laughs> because Zack Snyder, I think, has a real great visual talent. And, uh, you know, you could disagree with all the movies he's done with Batman Superman and Man of Steel, but visually, they look really cool. You can't take that away. That's true. And then um, DC also announced a Super Pets movie. All right, Jake, what are the Super Pets? Oh, uh, well, the Super Pets in the past have been, uh, the first one is Ace the Bat Hound. Yay. Uh, Of course, Superman's dog, Crepto. Supergirl's horse, Comet. And her cat, Streaky. And then, uh, God, I can't remember the, I can't remember all the Legion of Super Pets. So, they're the pets of the superheroes, and right now they have a cartoon, and uh, apparently they're going to be making that, um, which I don't really see a need to have a full movie version of this, you know? It's a baby's movie. It's for babies. I don't care. You know? Yeah. We didn't need a Teen Titans Go movie, but it was awfully funny. Hey, if the same people do that one, then I'll be at game for it. <laughs> I actually yeah. like Teen Titans Go a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just silliness. It's just fun kid stuff. It's nothing meant to be serious. I kind of doubt that one being 3D because I think they're aiming for that one to be really young, you know, the five-year-olds, the six-year-olds, you know, three-year-olds kind of demographic, you know? Mm. 
And we also got confirmation that uh, Affleck is not going to be in the 2021 Batman movie. Uh, Matt Reeves said that they're hiring a new person and they basically, Ben Affleck commented on it and he's excited for it, but it's not going to be his vision. So um, that's exciting that we do have a date for Batman, which is 2021. Um and, you know, Matt Reeves is still directing it, which is totally fine because I liked his work in the Apes movies. So what do you who do you want as the next Batman? I don't know. I'm at the point. I don't care. Uh, it's I'm just kind of over it. If the Batman movie comes out, cool, I'll go see it. But I'm just over it. It's I feel like my predictions that I've made are coming true. So, okay. This is supposed to be a prequel, quote unquote. And it's supposed to be, you know, early in the Batman's career. Um, so obviously that's why they're not doing Affleck because of that. It's not a hundred percent guarantee that Affleck is out. He may still come back, but they are going to focus more on individual movies since Aquaman has been a, a big success and has officially crossed over to a billion dollars worldwide. So this is going to be kind of unconventional pick, but I'm going to throw this out here. Put Charlie Cox as Batman. Charlie Cox being their Daredevil from the Netflix Daredevil TV shows. Yeah, I mean, he can do it. I mean, Batman is not one of those characters that only one person can play him and be good at it. There's probably dozens of actors who are more than capable. I mean, I, th I definitely think Charlie Cox is a great actor. I think he's nailed it with Daredevil. He knows how to play, you know, a dark, vigilante, you know, realistic uh, superhero. I definitely think he could do this. And it'd be kind of funny because Affleck was Daredevil and, you know, the cycle is complete. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And Troy Cox is probably looking for work now because stupidly, you know, we don't know the whole story, but Netflix, you know, canceled season three of Daredevil or canceled it after season three. And, um, you know, he's probably looking for work. So, yeah, yeah. put him on there. Sure. I think he could work for both as a Batman and a Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. There's also rumors about a potential Batman Beyond animated movie because of how well Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse did. So I'm definitely interested in that. I think that could be a great movie. Uh-huh. It has real possibilities. That would be a great, you know, just like Spider-Verse kind of did something different. They could do something different with that one. If there is a Batman Beyond movie. I want it to take place in the Batman Beyond universe, though. I I wouldn't really be that thrilled if it was its own thing. And I, I think it would need to be a... Kind of almost in... It's very much in the style of Into the Spider-Verse, where they have... It's almost like 2D models, but they move in 3D. Yeah. Like, that... The, just imagine that for but like Batman the animated series style of drawing. That's what I really want. Um 
I think that the to date, the DC animated universe is the best iteration of the universe. Um, like it topples the movies and the live action show by a lot. The mm. DC animated universe is spectacular. Uh, and you know, they've, they, they are very conservative about how, what they show. Like, I mean, it's the, the last series we had from it ended more than 10 years ago, close to 15 years ago, actually now. Um, and so far we have only gotten a, like a, a 30 second clip short, like a 30 second short film. Uh, and two direct-to-video movies, and that's it. So, if you ask me, I think that a, a Batman Beyond movie would be really cool, but I would want it to be in that universe because that's really where where it where it started. That's where it belongs. You know, have like an have an older uh, Terry McGinnis and have him be a member of Justice League Beyond. That'd be really good. Now, we already had a, a Batman Beyond movie, though. You know? Yeah. Return of the Joker, which is a great movie. I like that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good one, actually. So, I mean, I would I would be fine if they want to, you know, just make a brand new movie and just like Spider-Verse is a brand new movie and just not attach it to anything else and be like, all right, this is its own thing and have, you know, really pretty visuals just like Spider-Verse. And, you know, I think... Copying Spider Verse is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So we also got a Captain Marvel Super Bowl spot. Um, there's not much there that we haven't seen before. I think um, Jake, do you have anything else to mention on that one or no? No, it just kind of was just a nice distillation for people who hadn't been following uh, the movies. They got a nice taste. Um, we actually got a, a 90s website for Captain Marvel, which is really fun. It's They made the website to be just like a website for the 1990s. So it's ridiculous and awesome all the same. <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes if you want to go to that. But it's pretty cool. Uh, sounds like the Galaxy <laughs> Quest website. <laughs> so... We also got a tease for a potential third Ghostbuster movie. James, can you talk about this? Okay. So, for those who don't know, Ghostbusters 3 has been in hell, in development hell for three decades now. The director, who I believe is the son of the original director of Ghostbusters 1 and 2, has been wanting to make this film for, again decades at least 30 years so and and throughout it we've we've seen him try and try again to like redraft the script and um have you know get the old actors back and in 2013 there was he was finally getting the ball rolling he was finally uh getting into to the production until eventually one of the actors the original actors died and yeah, that Harold Raymond died, and that really threw a monkey wrench into to the production because, he, of course, he was a big part of the movie, right? And addressing his death would be a huge part of it, too. So, you know, um, 
Sony, for whatever reason, wanted to make a new Ghostbusters movie, though. They were really dead set on making it. And for some reason, the CEO of 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 uh, Sony at the time, she really wanted um, who was it? The director who made uh, Ke- uh, who was it again? The the guy Paul who- Feig. Carl Feig. His- yeah, he- Paul Feig. Yeah, Paul Feig. She really Paul Feig. Paul Feig. They really wanted Paul Feig to do to basically do it right, and Paul Feig was like. All right, I'll direct it, but I want it to be a reboot and I want it to have an all women cast. And that was a disaster. The film was a box office bomb. It was hated by everyone, uh not just fans, but I mean just general audiences. Um, you know, it didn't really make its money back and it was a gigantic embarrassment. And the thing is is that this Ghostbusters film was supposed to set off like a new universe almost. So come uh, about a couple weeks ago, we get a teaser trailer for Ghostbusters 3. And from the looks of it, they're putting this into production and and are going to act like the Ghostbusters 2016 never happened. Um, I think that that's the right move to do, honestly. Uh, and <laughs> here's the funny thing. I bet you, and granted, this is if the film comes out, because this film has just been, you know, delayed so much. Uh, it's been, you know, I think one of the longest productions of a film, of a sequel in history. Um, if they, if they do actually make it, it will make a lot of money. And it's, <laughs> it's not going to sit well with some of the actors that played in the 2016 film. I think this was getting traction because uh, Leslie Jones came out and said that this is horrible, basically, right? That this is one of the worst things that they could do because, you know, again, the people didn't like the film she was in, you know? It's not really against her. It's just the film was bad, you know? It wasn't funny. It was bad. And, you know, even her, the uh, character she played was kind of a stereotype of a black person. So, I mean, that wasn't very funny. Jake, what are your thoughts on the movie? Because we and James actually reviewed it way back in the day. Um, Jake, uh, what do you other think? Than, um, other than, um, or was it Chris Hemsworth as the secretary? I didn't think it was funny at all. I mean, the only time I laughed in the whole movie... Was at the uh, at the at the bust of Harold Ramis because that was hilarious, but this was really not funny. Really bad. I just scratched my head and was like, "What the hell?" So, Jake, it's actually pretty funny that we're talking about this on the show because it was way back in that day. We were talking about that movie before it came out. And James was very negative on it, and I was like, "Oh, let's give it a chance. Oh, let's, <laughs> you know, let's give, let's be open minded." And I was the one that was there saying that and trying so hard to be positive. And when it came out, I gave it the lowest review score because I was pissed because I defended <laughs> it. I was like, "No, I'm going to be open minded. I'm going to be nice." And I hated it. I hated it yeah. so much. 
Garth? Uh, I have no hope because, see, I absolutely hated Ghostbusters 2. 2 sucks too. 2. Oh, was so bad. When I went to go see it with friends, we just sat there through a second screening. We couldn't even move. We were so stunned at how bad it was. <laughs> so I had no hope for anything, and I still have no hope. I just figure Ghostbusters is just damned at this point. Uh, now, the funny thing but- about this um, is that there was a game on the GameCube and the PS2 was Ghostbusters, and it was basically like a follow-up of the movies and basically did everything that people wanted. And they said that it was just had the voice actors, had a story where like you were the new Ghostbuster, and um, that one is considered a big, you know, not a great game, but a pretty good game and a good story. And, you know, that story has, hasn't been done again since now. And I honestly don't think it's ever going to happen. I think they may just, you know, give up and just move on. James, do you think it's ever actually going to be released or no? It's possible. It's possible. I think they finally have got the ball rolling on it. And there's a chance it might come out. The fact that they're teasing it, like th- this is the this is the closest we have gotten. This is the closest. So if it doesn't come out now or in 2020, then I mean it's never going to happen. But I'm just saying there is a possibility, possibly, slightly. Yeah, I just hope they uh, that uh, Jason Reitman just completely reboots. I mean, just start over, because at this point, I mean, if you have the three of them and there's no Harold Ramis, you're just going to be bummed, and that's not a way to go into a comedy, bummed. Yeah, well, it's like Galaxy Quest. I mean, Alan Rickman's dead. I mean, if you're going to do it again, reboot. So I guess. It reminds me kind of like uh, Back to the Future and Robert Zemeckis. And Robert Zemeckis has specifically said there will not be a Back to the Future 3, period. I have the rights to it. We're not going to make it. We're not going to reboot it, period. It leaves it alone. Or Back to the Future 4, sorry. Yeah. There was a 3. Um, And that's it. There's no more Back to the Future movies. There's no nothing else. And that maybe the Ghostbusters should have done that and just been like, all right, there's no more Ghostbusters 3. There's no more reboot, remake. Okay, just, well, you know. Here's the problem. The, 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 the film series was always meant to be a trilogy. Always. Uh, that's what they always wanted. I like Ghostbusters 2, even though it's not that good. But, but um, I can understand why like, they needed to take a break from that. And what they should have done is you know, released it maybe 10 years after. Uh, it's now 30 years after, and, you know, it's been in development hell. I personally want to see it come out because of how long that it's take to like, how long it took. Is it going to be good? I don't know. But the thing is, is that, and, and the thing is, is that Bill Murray is signed on to it, too. That's the interesting thing. Bill Murray, Bill Murray, for, for, you know, people who haven't, you know, paid attention, never really wanted to do three. Like, he never wanted to get, get on to three. In fact, when they wrote 
um, Ghostbusters 3, most of the drafts did not include Bill Murray because they had no idea if he was going to sign on to it. That's the reason why, you know, um, you know, the other actor dying was such a huge blow because it, they weren't working with, okay, we're going to have three Ghostbusters. Um, they were always working with, okay, so if Bill Murray's not going to sign on and one of our actors is dead, then we have two original Ghostbusters left and we can't do that. So I think one major thing, like, a game changer is the fact that Bill Murray signed on to it. Yeah. He likes the, he likes the script. So and to be honest, like it's I want the I want the complete annihilation of Ghostbusters 2016. I want people to get that movie existed and like they literally will. I mean, do you know how how rare that is when a a sequel like a sequel comes out and ignores a reboot like that's pretty rare you have to be this the reboot has to be terrible for that to happen uh um, it just happened with halloween yeah so thank god <laughs> that's what that's what's gonna happen with the new terminator too right yeah i hope we can hope no genesis too no. Yeah. Well, Genesis skipped over four, basically. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> what happened. So, all right, let's keep going here. Let's keep going. We got, I guess, word that a new Bumblebee movie is coming out, a, a sequel, because it's actually done well overseas. Bumblebee has done pretty good overseas. Another weird thing about Bumblebee is that they announced that it's a, it's a prequel. Ugh. It's uh, yeah, and the reason why they say it's a prequel is because apparently they don't want to completely ditch the Bay verse. I have no idea why, but yeah. if you ask me, Bumblebee should have been just a reboot, you know. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, Transformers always reboots, always. So, I don't. I don't see why you know. Uh, you're, it's like they're acting like the Bayverse is like this streamlined, super coherent continuity. Each film, like <laughs> each film, is a cluster. <laughs> like the whole Megatron coming back after dying every single time. Like it's dumb. Like quit acting like these are are like a, a coherent. You know, it's not art. Just yeah, <laughs> this is not a MCU kind of connected story. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a mess yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That you, it's just <laughs> you know, I haven't seen Bumblebee, so I don't know. But the rest of the stories are just go see it. Go see it. Bumblebee is good as the other ones are bad. But you know, the other stories I've seen the rest of them. They barely make any sense. They're just excuses for action. So <laughs> there's no need to, you know. There's no need to, like, have this in-depth continuity or whatever. Like, that. you don't need that. Yeah, Bumblebee is a standalone. Uh, yeah, Travis Knight knocked it out of the park. Uh, he's definitely going to be director we hear a lot from in the future. Yeah. 
I agree. Uh, so we also got some more trailers. We got a trailer for Toy Story 4. Um, Jake, do you want to talk about what happened in that trailer? <sighs> trying to remember it all because there's been so many Toy Story 4 things. Uh, uh, I remember we get to see a little bit more of a Forky. We get to see a kind of a, a rough and tumble Bo Peep. Uh, it looks interesting, but, you know, Toy Story 3 just had kind of like the perfect ending, so I'm kind of, I'm hoping, but preparing myself. Yeah. That's one dip too far into the cat out. It's like at a carnival or something, and like, uh, the humans are trying to win Buzz Lightyear, but the other toys... Um, which is voiced by Kale uh, and Pale, are not like wanting Buzz to win, and like Bo Peep is like in charge with it of the carnival with um. It, it's like, what is going on? I have no idea. You know. Yeah, it's. So it's just like okay, fine, whatever, and I I just. Look, if they want to do this direct to DVD, fine, but I don't really see the need to make this a big motion picture, you know, full length thing. So it looks it looks okay, but I'm just like you said, it ended so well with three. Why are you gonna try to get more out of this story? It's just so random. Yeah. Unless they decide to follow Sid and see what he's done as an adult. So we also got a new trailer for Wonder Park. Did any of you guys see this new trailer or no? All right, uh, James, what do you think of the trailer? Um, I eh, okay. I mean, it kind of looks like all those movies. You know what I mean? That 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 studio produces. You know what I mean? So like, it looks like. At first, the little girl in this movie is imagining Wonder Park, and then she makes or she finds Wonder Park. So, is like, is this all in her mind? Is this all her imagination, or is this like actually real life? And you know, I don't know. It seems okay. Um, I think it's at least original. I never heard of the movie or, or the TV show or the you know comic or book or whatever. So, at least it's an original movie. I don't. It seems all right. It doesn't seem terrible. It doesn't seem great. Just seems cookie cutter to me. Just sort of uh, uh, a, a kid kid discovers their worth and uniqueness. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> uh, so and I was like, uh, I'm gonna probably have to review this. Uh. <laughs> So, uh, we also got a Missing Link trailer. Now, this was actually, like, really different than I was expecting it. James, do you see this one? Um, yeah. It looks kind of weird. So, Missing Link is trying to find his mate. So, they're trying to look for the, um, you know, the Sasquatches. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess it's part of the Bigfoot. Movie universe. And, and, and Hugh Jackman, yeah, and Hugh Jackman is absolutely hysterical as the explorer. 
this has very much a vibe of like a hipster kind of thing, you know, like the Isle of Dogs, you know, just like this is not yeah, really for kids. Is, yeah, this yeah. is a this is Leica, so you know. Yeah, and Leica does a lot of really kind of independent kind of stories. They're not at all like a kids' movie, you know. Quite the opposite of Wonder Park. You know, Kubo and the Two Strings, Box Trolls, Paranorman. I looked, I like all those movies. Caroline. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome stuff. So, yeah, this looks interesting. It looks like it's really trying to be something different and fun. And uh, Hugh Jackman, I mean, he's really good at voice acting. So, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Now, Laika did also do Smallfoot, right? Or no? Mm-mm. Okay, that was Warner Brothers, I think, right? Warner Brothers with Illumination. So, okay. Is there any other news that we didn't cover? Oh, I'll uh, mention the, the passing of character actor uh, Dick Miller. Um, interest to 3D fans, because uh, he was in Joe Dante's uh, The Hole. Uh, in several of his early Corman movies, like A Bucket of Blood, A Little Shop of Horrors, uh, The Terror, have been converted to various 3D formats like Anaglyph and Filled Sequential. He'll be missed. Great actor. Uh, a lot of people remember him as Mr. Fetterman in um, Gremlins, uh, the pawn shop uh, owner in uh, the first Terminator movie. Uh, the cop in Rock and Roll High School. James, you got anything else? Um, no. I I think we covered everything. Oh wait, hold on. Wait, did we cover the trench? No. Okay. No, <laughs> hold on, hold on. So, because <laughs> I'm not gonna let this slip. So, because of the success of Aquaman, DC was like, hey. Let's make a trench movie. <laughs> what is this about? What? Okay, you didn't hear about this? Okay, so uh, they are making a spin-off film of Aquaman that's based around the trench, which is the place where all those monsters were. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, very weird. And we didn't get any information on this, so just add that to the to the like 50 films that DC has announced that have no idea what production phase they are just add that to the list yeah i mean <laughs> i mean they're just like monsters i don't know what they're else going to have to say <laughs> <laughs> like what what's going to be the point of it it's if it's not going to have aquaman in it i mean that's like, okay, that's so weird, too. That's like, okay, that's like uh, if you had a Star Wars spinoff about the Wampa. Like, why? <laughs> Who cares? Cares. Or like, like the Ewok Adventures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also got some small news that like Nintendo has said that the 3DS is starting to slip in cells a lot farther away than they thought. Like, it's not doing as well as they thought it was going to be doing. So the 3DS is really going to be dying this year because 
if Nintendo is going to publicly announce that the 3DS is selling not good or not doing well in sales, they're going to basically move on from it as soon as possible. You know, they do acknowledge that's for kids now where they, you know, it's for parents that want to give their kids their first console and stuff. But, um, you know, James, what are you thinking of that? Um, I mean, it's gotta happen sometime. It's most likely going to be this year, which is unfortunate, but it's, you know, the way things are, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. Um, and apparently, right now at least, the box office opening for Lego 2 has been pretty disappointing. Yeah. So it's the a box office is down. Big has been down uh for a few months now. I don't know if this is because the crashing and burning of uh uh movie pass and similar uh clubs, uh rise in ticket prices. Uh, the really bad weather, or people are finally just dunzo with the hassle of, and just are just gonna wait to stream everything. Yeah. So right now the estimates are in where it made thirty four thirty four million dollars, which is nothing compared to you know most opening movies and especially this movie considering that it's you know a big well known franchise. You know, at this point, yeah, it was projected to make fifty, and they were, and they thought they were downballing it. And like, there's nothing else that big out there right now. <laughs> you know, the other movies coming out are going to be coming out for Valentine's Day next week, um, but that nothing too big. You know, this should have cleaned up. It should have made a million, a hundred million. You know, now and it couldn't even make fifty. Yeah, so you know. We'll have to see how that works out in the long term. If like it makes enough money worldwide, or this might be the last Lego movie if it doesn't make that much money, you know? Yeah, uh, I don't think uh, they're gonna be happy with it making. I don't think they'll be satisfied if it makes five hundred million worldwide. I think they were expecting a lot more. Now you're the one that reviewed it. Yeah, it's it's really good. I mean, it's almost as good as the first one. James, but, are you interested in watching wait, this or no? Wait, so Lego Movie 2 didn't do that well? It's not. No. Not yet. Okay. Well, um, that's kind of unfortunate because so far the Lego movies have been pretty good, honestly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it'll be sad if this one doesn't do good enough to, you know, warrant a... Mm-hmm. Yeah, considering this is so much better than the Ninjago. Yeah, Ninjago, I was a bit disappointed with. Yeah. Ninjago but, ruined uh, it for everything. <laughs> yeah. Not even Jackie Chan could save Ninjago. <laughs> so, um, we do have something else that's kind of interesting. I have noticed, I don't know about you guys, but it does seem like this year, Fandango has been doing a lot of early screenings, and like you could pay to see the movie like two or three weeks early, and that's actually kind of exciting. Um, have, have you guys looked into that or seen that or no? Yeah, but there's if it's a 3D movie, there's no early 3D screenings. So I could have gotten to see um, 
the third How You Train Dragon movie like a week ago because there was actually 3D screenings of that and then early 3D screenings of Alita. So maybe that's going to be something that is going to be happening where people may that really, really want to see it will go to the early, you know, two weeks early screening with Fandango instead of going to the real box office and it may like split up the box office kind of thing, you know? That might be something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just hope they start because uh, because where I live, they're not even doing Thursday previews in 3D anymore. So we'll see. That's 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 interesting. That's something that I look into because you know if we could watch these movies early, that's going to be really nice. So mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Especially so, if we could review it and have the review up before then. Yeah, right. I figure. To start traveling into Portland to go see them early, though, because they're not doing that in Salem. So we do got one more thing. Um, right after we finished recording this, we actually got word on a new Aladdin trailer. And this Aladdin trailer is the first one to show a Will Smith as Genie. And unfortunately, we weren't able to record, so I asked the group um, to go ahead and give me their thoughts and uh, Jake provided me some audio, which you'll be listening to after my reactions, and James did not comment on it. Um, I'm going to take that comment, no comment, as a nice way of not being happy with it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different blue people we've seen on screen. We've seen Avatar, we've seen um, Dr. Manhattan. We've seen a lot of different, you know, blue-skinned or different color-skinned creatures on movie and cinema. And um, the jeans looks like the worst. The worst of the last ten years. It's just bad. It's just bad. Um, so, I mean, he just doesn't look like... I don't know. He doesn't look too amazing. He doesn't look too fantastic. It just looks like a guy in a blue you know, uh, paint. There's just nothing that makes it really special or anything. It just looks silly. And ultimately, it makes me not want to see this movie as much as I did before. It's just a shame. So, yeah, Aladdin, I'm I'm kind of starting to dread this movie. Um, It may end up being a disaster, but we shall see. Now, Onto Jake's thoughts. What to say about um, Genie in a, the Aladdin trailer? Looks like the Fresh Prince has been smurfed, and what's with the dad bod? And even worse, what's with the 90s style CGI? Boy. Alright, well, with a pretty, pretty big show covered, so uh, thank you all for listening. Bye. 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 Alright, before this podcast ends, I want to give a thank you to my patrons. Right now, we have a one patron, which is David from Spain, and I want to thank you for your financial support. Alright, so that's going to be it for this podcast. We now have a Patreon, and the link is in the description. Uh, thanks for watching. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They don't put it everywhere. Just look for us, 3D or 2D. And of course, review us on iTunes. And if you want to write us a letter, um, our email address is email3dor2d at gmail.com. So that's going to be it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Bye.
Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye, everyone.